Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Change Up. I am Owen Holmgren, joined by, once again by Taylor West and Teddy Gonover. And today we have special guests, Mr. Hubeck. Mr. Hubeck, thank you for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. It's always a pleasure, boys. So today we've got a little championship series um, recap and a World Series preview. Uh, so Taylor, remind us how we did on our picks for the World Series or for the championship series. So uh, you guys both had them right. You guys both had the Rays and the Dodgers. And I picked the Astros, which I, I, still, I, I, I still love my pick. I think it was a great pick, even though they ended up um, losing. My Strohs couldn't quite make it to the World Series. Um, but, you know, they'll be back next year defending their cheating scandal. So uh, I think that that leads us to, I think me and Ted are tied and Owen, you're far behind. Yeah, I had a rough divisional series Yeah, and wild card series. It was rough all around for me. Um, so Ted, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Rays Astros series? Cause I know you're itching to tell us about it. Yeah. So look, I watched, I watched a lot of it. This is, this was probably the most baseball I've watched in a while. I watched a lot of the DS to be fair and a lot of the wild card, but I mean, I was, I pretty much watched every conference, uh, championship series, um, league series, league championship series. Anyway, the, um, Rays Astros was quite an interesting dynamic. The Rays go up three Oh with really good pitching and, um, some great hitting from the boys, Randy Rosarena, um, Brousseau, and uh, and um, Kiermaier. Yeah, and, and G-Man, G-Man Choi, of course, he was great. Um, and then games four through six, they, they just didn't play baseball. I mean, the Astros, I mean, they, they, were, they were competitive in game uh, six, I think it was, when Carlos Correa had the, the walk-off. Uh, no, that was game five that he had the walk-off, but four and six, they weren't um, – even all that competitive and uh and then game seven if i'm going to be honest with you i thought they were going to lose uh, for for you to be down th- uh, 3-0 and then come back you're you, you have the momentum clearly so i'm thinking back to the 03 um 04 excuse me red sox but uh but they got it done in game seven off the heels of some fantastic charlie morton pitching um i mean he was really solid I know, and and one thing that Teddy and I were very very frustrated about was Game Six. Um, Snell got pulled after about seventy pitches, and then Game Seven, Morton was pulled after sixty six through five and two thirds, which to me makes absolutely no sense when he's rolling like that. I know the Rays probably, in my opinion, at least had the best um, bullpen in the league, but we saw a little bit of a breakdown from our guy uh, Peter Fairbanks, um, Mr. White Eyes. No, no, it was it was uh, Anderson. <laughs> let off the two earned runs in in game seven right but then but then peter peter kind of right. had a scare with peter fairbanks had a scare. yeah yeah but but, but morton was, literally went five and two five and two thirds with two hits and no earned runs so mm-hmm. he was really dealing um and then and then we're we'd be remiss to not talk about uh the man the myth the legend the cuban mookie bet <laughs> randy rosarena mr hubeck what is your thoughts what are your thoughts on this little rookie well, it's, a, it's amazing that uh, I think the Cardinals gave up on him. I think Dusty Baker said that guy can hit, and he wasn't sure what the what the Cardinals were thinking. Um, you know, as a hitter, you know, you get in these rolls, and the ball looks like a beach ball, and anytime you uh, get up to the plate, you this, this thing looks big. And so Rosarena is pretty aggressive, and he's got a lot of power, and he's got a lot of passion. So it's good to see someone like a Rosarena um, make a difference. Now, Mr. Hubeck, are you are you like Taylor? Are you a part of the um, Astros "quote unquote" revenge tour, or are you a, are you an anti-Astro like the rest of us sane people? I'm an a- absolute anti-Astros. It was wow. painful to watch the Astros come back from three nothing and almost win it. I was 
as much as I like Dusty Baker and think he got a raw deal in Washington, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't stand watching them uh, celebrate. And, uh, you know, I'm glad they lost. It was actually kind of nice to watch him get to the seventh game and then lose. It's kind of justice. <laughs> yeah. Even, even I was like uh, at the end of that series after picking the Astros, I was, I was just, you know, I, I, I really wanted the Rays to win realizing what I'd done. Um, cause like, I want to, I want to be out there banging my trash can next year in the stands at Camden yards when the Astros come to town. So, you know, that, that would be, um, I, and you would probably miss that if they had won the world series. I mean, I well, mean, it's the best, it's the best part about all this, right. Is that the Astros didn't have to face any, uh, any hostilities, right. They get to play 60 games and no fans. And, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't get what was due to them. They'll, they'll get it next year. People aren't going to forget. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for it actually. Uh, amen. And uh, Owen, oh, we forgot about Zanino and, uh, uh, and Manny Marcot. They were they were both clutch down the I mean, stretch. The Rays, the Rays, that was the best defensive performance I've ever seen all around by a team in, in any series, really. I mean, they were – we got to talk about Joey Wendell at third base. He looks wow. like you know he's like 40 years old over there, and he's still making all the plays. Um, Willie Adonis is very, very good defensively at shortstop. Not and G-Man, G-Man was picking everything off. G- G-Man is one of the most underrated defensive – first baseman in the league and then obviously Manny made some made some great plays um no but the Rays they're 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 I don't want to say they're a sneaky team because they're really not but the, their offense is is kind of sneaky because Teddy and I have been talking about the depth that they have on their bench like if they've got um if there's a lefty on the mound you've got Austin Meadows and G-Man Choi all sitting on your bench um and Austin Meadows would be a starting outfielder for for 75 percent of the, uh, the rest of the teams in the league so, I mean, their depth is, is scary. But if we bring it over to the National League Championship Series, we've got kind of our own little Randy Rosarena over there that wasn't really talked about as much because you kind of expect him to do this thing, and it was Corey Seager. Um, Corey Seager hit five homers in seven games. Ted, you got, any, got anything for me about Corey Seager? And I mean, it was honestly kind of expected each new game. That stretch where – so they were down 3-1, kind of a similar, you know, momentum shift like the Astros had. They were down 3-1, and then games five and six, I believe. Seager, in one of them, hit multiple home runs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he was just fantastic. I mean, the the Dodgers um, pitching, we kind of we kind of said, you know, same old Kershaw in game two. It was, it was a little unnerving. He was in there. I think he threw five or so scoreless, and then um, – and then it all came apart in the bottom of the six of that second game. But they, they, they stayed, stayed strong. You know, going down 2-0 is a big, big thing. So 2-0 and 3-1 are both pretty important. But game three, they score, I think, 14 or 15 runs in the top of the first. Um, so that was, uh, that was pretty important for their momentum. And then in those last three games, they just had the moments that they needed. I mean, Walker Bueller pitched great in, uh, I think it was game five. And, uh, and, and Dustin May, wherever he was needed at relief or starting, can just throw a 100-mile-per-hour pitch with an entire foot of movement. He's got crazy hair, and he's <laughs> becoming one of my, my more favorite players. And hey, remember, do you think uh, – go ahead. Sorry. I remember I said – I was going to say, I remember um, in our podcast before the Wild Card Series, I said that the Dodgers, the MLB at bat.com app, had the Dodgers bullpen at, like, the last, the worst of all the playoff teams. And they have proved everyone wrong, whether it's Dustin May, as Teddy said, he's coming in, he's starting games, he's relieving games. And then we have Julio Urias. He's been fantastic. Bruce Dark Gratterall throws the easiest 102-mile-an-hour fastball you'll, you'll ever see. Um, Blake Trinan's doing what he's been doing all year. And Kenley Jansen is back. 
Kenley Jansen, I think, went his last six innings went six innings, no hits, no runs, and like four or five strikeouts. So, hey, uh, hey, don't forget, don't forget about Catonsville's own Adam Kolarik, right? Oh yeah, Adam Adam Kolarik. Yeah. You know that, that whole Col- is on fire. Kolarik right? is uh, Kolarik's tough lefty. You know, I mean, he's. And by the way, I think if uh, if the Braves knew how to run the bases, they actually probably might be in the World Series. Um, <laughs> you know. Azuna leaving too early on the third base cost them big time because it would have been three nothing at that point. And then, uh, and then I don't know what they were doing last night when they ran into two outs um, on a on a ball to third base. It was just unbelievable. It's it's classic Atlanta. You know they'll go up by. I was talking to Teddy about this. They they, they go up by a lot of points or, or a lot of games and they blow it. Doesn't and, matter what sport. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You saw the, a lot of things on Instagram today. You know the Falcons finally win their first game and the Braves blow a. 3-1 lead it the city of atlanta just can't can't win they just can't win that's a great um yeah so beyond uh the the dodgers pitching they got some really key performances out of uh out of obviously bellinger in game seven that that absurd home run he freaking crushed that thing but then also guys i mean mookie was fantastic robbing a home run like multiple times per game. Times. And, um, and then he made that the play that Mr. Hubeck talked about when um, Ozuna left early. Mookie came in, ran in, and caught that last shoestring catch and was able to throw him out of the plate. So Mookie's right. doing it. Yeah, so, Mookie and then Ju- uh, Justin Turner and Muncie was uh, was was getting, you know, was hitting it pretty well. The Dodgers' bats early in the series were atrocious. They literally couldn't get anything going. But as Mr. Hubeck said, I guess a lot of them sort of got on a streak and um, – and honestly, that's kind of how baseball works, man. It's all about momentum. Yeah, the Dodgers were, were was clearly a big momentum series. Um, and I think the, the Kike Hernandez pinch hit homer last night to, to tie it really, really flipped things around. I've never seen somebody more more fired up after a home run like that. Um, but I guess if we got nothing else for the for the championship series, I guess we should move on to the World Series. Um, so should we just go right into the picks? I mean, well, first of all, how can you not talk about game one? We got Glasnow, Kershaw. Literally, it's either going to be like 10-9 or like seven shutty apiece. <laughs> it could I, be. I, Ted, I, I, I strongly disagree. Um, game one, definitely going to the Dodgers 100% of the way. Glasnow's going, you know, four innings, five runs given up. He's just not good. And I think, you know, we have to come to terms with that. Uh, he's never been good. Um, this is just my opinion. And, you know, I think, I think I got this one, right. <laughs> I just, a last time hey, uh, Taylor, Taylor, define not good. I mean, what, what do you mean? Glasnow is not good. What does that mean? I, I just, I just don't, I, I just don't see him as a reliable starter. Well, he needs a third pitch. He's got two pitches. And if he can't get the, uh, curveball over, they can all hit hundred miles an hour. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, um, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say that uh, Kershaw tears it up in the postseason either. So, uh, you know, maybe he needs to see a hypnotist or something to get him on the on the right <laughs> right path. But uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, how Glasnow comes out, and um, you know, the Dodgers are patient though. I mean, they'll they'll take they'll take walks, and uh, I mean, last night, you know, they, they got started when Turner took that two out walk, and uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um... Uh, Taylor's Glasnow takes just—they make me so mad. Listen, listen, Glasnow has one of the best curveballs in the game. He, but if he can throw for uh, if he can throw for a strike on that curveball, Glasnow, you know, yeah, I overreact a little bit. He's good. 
<laughs> but um, but you know, I I still need to I, I need him to pitch more than two innings in a postseason game for him to prove himself to me. For all that matters, he literally has like twenty six hundred RPM on his curveball. It's like if if he throws it and it's like the right area, it, you can't hit the ball. I mean, but but to be fair, Clayton Kershaw, he's shown us you know MVP form before in like regular seasons. Let's just let's just see it in the postseason. Uh, you said it was you said it was the David Price two thousand eighteen. I was about to say I, I I'm, I'm a little bit worried about my David Price um, um twenty eighteen rebound postseason prediction that I had for for Kershaw this year. Um, I think he's still. I feel like David had like a, a, a game, not a game as bad as Kershaw's was this year, but. I mean, Kershaw looked so good through five. He looked so good through five, and then and then he just fell apart. Um, and again, I think that led to the, to the Braves winning a lot of games in a row because that was a very very momentous series. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Kershaw's gonna pull it together somewhat. I think the later he goes in the postseason, the less less reliable he becomes, which is really not something that we've seen with Kershaw throughout his career in the regular season. Um, he typically actually gets better as the game goes on, but you know it's it's this game one is going to be very exciting pitching wise. I think it'll be, I think it'll be low scoring one. Yeah. The, the Dodgers in the NLCS employed a pretty interesting strategy. It was pretty much um, Bueller could start the game. Kershaw could start the game or they would just do like relief throughout the entire thing. I mean, you'd have like Dustin may play as an opener and then um, just have like Gonsolin and those guys. I think Gonsolin may have started one of the games, but um, they're just not, I guess they weren't really comfortable. throwing out a starter unless he was like an absolute stud like Walker Buehler or Clayton Kershaw. And I think we're probably going to see more of that in the world series. I mean, with these Rays hitters, they're kind of, they're kind of weird. They're kind of, they, they kind of get you when you don't expect it. Uh, but like with Zanino and Rosarena, you got to be on your game if you want to get those guys out. So. Well, let me uh, ask you a question. Are there any days off in the world series this year? Are they playing straight through? It's uh, there. There's a day off um, after game five. So okay, so one game, one day off. Yeah, a week from a week from today, they they're not playing, but they're playing Tuesday okay. through Saturday. That okay, so that's a that's a that's a big that's a big thing because you can't have, you know, Glasnow and, and Snell can't throw the whole World Series, right? They gotta the, the Rays have got to use uh, they got to use other guys, and um, so it, that that's a uh, that's a lot different, and that changes strategy, no no doubt. I mean, the reason why yeah. the like the Giants in the early two thousands had so much success is they could go. Uh, Kane, Lincecum, and uh, Baumgartner, and they would just they would just light it up, and they would legitimately throw their entire postseason for them. Um, but yeah, it's you, you can't do that now, right? So I think the Rays have already announced that tomorrow night Glasnow starting, and then Game Two they also said that Snell is starting. So we would probably assume seeing. Oh, actually, no game. More than Game Three. Yeah, Game Three is on Friday, so they actually have two breaks. They oh. have. They're, they're not playing Thursdays or Mondays. Um, so, yeah, Snell – or, sorry, um, Morton's definitely going to pitch game three. But the Dodgers only seem to have two reliable starters. So, we'll probably see Kershaw and uh, Bueller start off. But um, but I guess it's time to get into predictions pretty much, right? I think it is. I think it is. Um, and I guess I'll start us off. I've been applauding the Dodgers the entire year. They have been far and away the best team. Mookie really put them over the top, but we're getting a glimpse of, of playoff Mookie, which, you know, I've seen before and it's, it's best defender on the planet. 
and not so great at the plate. You know, he had that, he, he has like one game every series where he's, he's really good. And, uh, you know, I guess he had one last, I think it was like game five or game six. He was pretty good um, at the plate, but uh, the Rays, I think the Rays, if the Rays can get it to game seven, I don't see them losing because Charlie Morton, I'd imagine Charlie's pitching game three and there's another off day. He's got five days in between. Um, so it wouldn't be short. And Charlie Morton is statistically the best game seven pitcher, like of all time. I think he's four and with like a 0.6 ERA or something like that. But the question is, are, are the Rays going to force, force a, force a game seven? Um, and again, this is something that Teddy and I have been talking about. I think I know who Teddy's going to pick, but, and I told, I, I'm going to stick with the Dodgers. I, I, I have to go with the Dodgers. Um, Randy, Randy can't really get him out through the whole thing. I, I think the Dodgers, I think the pitching obviously is a little bit in favor of the Rays, but I think the Dodgers have enough to match it. Uh, as long as a couple guys at the plate get hot, you know, sort Seager needs to stay hot. Mookie really needs to start hitting, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with LA Taylor. You, you know, one of the, one of the weird things about this postseason has been, there's been so many comebacks, like the Rays, the, the Rays came back from two down to the Yankees, right? In the ALDS. Um, and, you know, we saw both series in the ALCS. It's been a really exciting postseason. It's been a shame this is the one, you know, fans can't go to. Um, but I, I, do, I do think the Dodgers will win the series. Um, and I, I don't think it'll be – you know what? I, like the way this postseason go, is going, I think it's going to go to seven. Um, one team's going to jump out to a big lead and the other team will come back. Probably the Dodgers will get up to a big lead in the – uh, Rays will come storming back with, you know, Randy or Rose Reina and company. Um, but I think the Dodgers end up winning four to four, three. Um, it's in, and the MVP, my MVP is going to be, yeah. Um, I think Corey Seager is going to keep going off. I, you know, you can't bet against the guy. I think the Dodgers, I, I just want to throw one thing in there. The Dodgers have to win this world series. Oh like, my God. If, yeah. If there's one they're going to win. It has to be this one. Because, you know, they're historically – last year they choked in the NLDS to a wild card team that, you know, to be fair, went on to win the World Series. But they should not have lost to the Nationals. They probably should have lost to the Red Sox, but probably not that bad. And then the, and then the Astros three years ago, uh, they I, – I, well, I mean, to be fair, they were getting cheated against. But And also that was like one of the closest World Series yeah. ever. They just need they, – they need this one to, to save their legacy, I, I think. God, oh, and you, you may have just I, I thrown me on that, on that last point. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> and, you know, you look at last year and it was the quirky team that won. The Nationals were, I mean, let's be clear. The Nationals were not the better team than the Astros last year, but they had starting pitching on their side with Corbin, Scherzer, Strasburg was dealing, and Avaldi, uh, or, um, or uh, Anibal Sanchez, sorry. And... I think that's what's going to happen again this year. I think if you can get three good games out of Snell, Glasnow, and Morton, the Rays could win all three. The Dodgers are playing a very sort of close game. They're not blowing any teams out. Not that that really matters, but they just don't seem as confident as they could be. Um, and I like them to win with an obvious MVP of Randy Rosarena. Duh. Mr. Hubeck? Let's see. I'm going to take the Dodgers in five. And I'm going to say the MVP is Justin Turner. Justin Turner, yeah, nice and quick, got, not even close. Wow, I've got a, I've got to pick my MVP. 
uh, I, I picked Dustin May to win MVP for this past series just because I knew he was going to pitch a ton, which he ended up doing. He just wasn't as as sharp as I had hoped he would be. I mean, I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm like, I gotta go Mookie. How can I not go Mookie? You know, I, lo- I love Mookie. It, it hurts me to see him um, winning with another team, but it's also, I, you know, I love seeing him happy. I love seeing him winning games. I just love Mookie watching playing. I love watching Mookie play in general. So, yeah, I'm going to take Mookie. I think this is, you know, he's going to break out of his little postseason slump that he's had. Um, I think he has a big World Series and brings it home for Los Angeles. You know who the real winner is? The fans. We got an exceptionally entertaining World Series to watch. Like, You know who is also the loser? The fans, because they can't watch. I agree. I agree. It's going to be awesome. Um, but uh, let's do a little last segment, hot takes, you know. Um, yeah, I can't, can't forget the hot takes and no, I'm just going to start it off. I think Kershaw wins game one. He'll win another game Mm -hmm. and then close out game game seven. A la Madison Bumgarner in 2014. Yeah. So, uh, my hot take has got to be. Uh, I, I got to, there's been too much Randy Rosarin in this podcast already. <laughs> I like, I like uh, Zanino. He's, he's really good. Um, I like him. He's, the, he's that veteran presence that they he's, need. He's what the Rays need. He's what's really pulling me through for pulling this pick. Um, I like yeah, Zanino to get, I like Zanino. Um, I know I said Randy MVP, but I like Zanino for like three or four home runs. Wow. That's hot. So, yeah, and all my hot takes so far have been um, pitching. So I'm going to go ahead and switch it over to the offense for the World Series. And I'm going to take a guy just out of random. I'm going to take Will Smith, the, the catcher for the Dodgers. Uh, Will Smith hit a homer off of um, Will Smith in the LCS, and that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> so I'm going to take Will Smith, and I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say Will Smith hits four bombs in the series. You know, four. I'm gonna go with four. I don't think he's gonna MVP with the four, but I, I think I think Will Smith hits hits four bombs. You back got any hot takes? I do. Um, I got two of them. I think um, the game that the Tampa Bay Rays win, and I love the Rays, but uh, I think they're overmatched. I think uh, the game that they win will because uh, will be because Dave Roberts makes a really bad managerial gaffe <laughs> and costs costs him the game. Uh, he's, he's, he's due for that. Um, uh, so as always, um, and Kevin Cash is in my view, the best manager in the league. Um, so he'll get out managed, but despite that, he will have the firepower to win. Um, and the other hot take is, is that I'm unfortunately I got to endure Joe Buck for the world series. Um, and that's unfortunate because I would, um, would love for him to be on permanent NFL duty and not do baseball, but I don't think I'm getting around that one. The, the TBS announcer was super exciting and, and, you know, great to listen to. And then yeah, I agree. Joe Buck, Joe Buck didn't when, come. Last night you're talking about Teddy? Uh, last night, I think, was Fox Sports without uh, Joe Buck on the NLCS. Yeah. And, and that great. guy, that guy is the, uh, the Dodgers broadcaster. So he's really good. And you wouldn't know it because he really didn't show much uh, favoritism. But he's, he's phenomenal. He's absolutely wonderful. 
Yeah, he's done a good job in replacing uh, Vin Scully. But the the TBS guy, the guys who did the ALCS, were super exciting and into it, and and you know just great. And we're we're really uh, being robbed of great World Series because Again. that was that was that was Kevin Anderson and uh, Ron Darling and Jeff Frank. Ron Darling is Darling. Yeah. good, but. Um... Again, I, I don't like – I've said it several times on our football podcast and on our baseball podcast. I don't like Joe Buck's slander. I really do like Joe Buck. I think he's good in baseball. I think he's awful when it comes to football. Um, but I, I think he's – I think he's a good – I think he's a good baseball guy. And I like – like All right, that. well, then, let, let's, then let's take John Smoltz out of there and put someone else. Uh, put, how about Ron <laughs> Darling and uh, Joe Buck? I'll take that one. That's about uh, A-Rod and Matt Vaskersian. I think that no, was – <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> It doesn't get. Uh, it doesn't that's, get it's, ter- it's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> um, and one more thing I want to throw out there: this is the first uh, first time we've had a World Series since 2013, where it was the one seed facing the one seed, which is kind of an interesting stat. That was Red Sox Cardinals. Um, and the team from the AL East won, baby. And that was a, that's, that's true. And that was a, that was a good series, but I think that's all we've we've got for our uh, World Series preview. Game one tomorrow night. Um, you guys have anything else to throw out there? Maybe throw in. Uh, maybe we do a mid World Series podcast if it's if it's looking close, like two two. You know, possibility sure. of that. Get a little update going. Um, but thank you, Mr. Hubeck, for joining us today. It's always fun. Thanks for the us. invite. It's always great, guys. Appreciate it. We will see you maybe in the middle of the World Series. Thank you for listening. <laughs>